Hey friends, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Chav Zayin, Daf 27 of Masechta Sukkot. Um, friends, I mentioned yesterday that one by one we're running out of lights over here. Um, interestingly, this morning when I turned on the lights, another one's gone. So uh, we're running low. Akoponim. Uh, maybe today when I go out to buy more coffee, I'll, I'll buy more lights. But uh, I think there's, there's like a posik that says something like, Hashem orli, that even if I sit in darkness, so the Ebershta gives me light. So Mimele, uh, I'll be fine. Hakoponim, today's, um, today's daf is Givaldig. Uh, we, we start off on Chavvav Mubbez, Shtikosugya, about. Um, about um, eating, right? Continuing the discussion about eating temporary, right, eating in a temporary fashion outside of the sukkah. Then we get to a new Mishnah which discusses um, how many sudas do you have to have in the sukkah? How many meals do you have to have in the sukkah? Machlokas or and the Chacham over there, uh, which is uh, very interesting. And then we get into a discussion also can you um, use multiple sukkahs on sukkahs or do you have to commit? To one sukkah, which is a very interesting discussion, machlokas um, between Rabbi Eliezer and the Chachamim about, um, you know, do you have to build one sukkah and just stay in that sukkah the whole time, or can you uh, go to different sukkahs? Um, we discuss also, can you sit in somebody? Right? Can you? Do you have to own your sukkah? Or can you sit in somebody else's sukkah? Uh, which is an interesting discussion. And then um, we talk about visiting your Rebbe on your right, your teacher on. Uh, the Shalash Rugalim. So, some very interesting sugyas over here on today's daf. Let's get started. Daf Chavbav Amud Beis at the Mishnah. Um, yeah, I don't know, about 10, 15 lines from the bottom. Maisiv Avilo, Rabbi Yochman ben Zaka, Lito Masatashal, Rabbi Gamliel, Shnei Kosvis Udulishal Maim, from Muhelum the Sukkah, Ukshinasul Rabbi Tzadik, Ochopachus Michebeya, Nitali Bemapa, Vachla Chusa Sukkah, Vlaber Chachar of Chever. This is a um, Mishnah that we saw in Mesechta Yoma when we were discussing how much you're allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. So let's read the Mishnah again. Maisei, there was a story. So it was Sukkis. And they brought to Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai um, something to taste. A taste. And which Rabbi Gamliel do you think this was? Rabbi Gamliel Azakin, the son of Hillel, right? We're going to learn on tomorrow's daf, that Rabbi Yochanan Zaka was a student of Hillel, which Lemaise, I think we already knew anyways. Um, and Hillel's son was Ramagamliel Azakin, I believe. Unless Hillel's son was Shimon. Oh, now I'm getting confused. It's possible that Hillel's son was Taka Shimon, and then Shimon's son was Ramagamliel Azakin, and then there was Shimon Gamliel. I think that's Taka how it goes. Then there's Shimon Gamliel, and then the other Rabbi Gamliel, then his son Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, and then Rabbi Ranasi, I believe. But I wonder if this Rabbi Gamliel is Davke Rabbi Gamliel Hazokein, who I guess would have been around the same time as Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Shnekoz v'zidli shamayim, and they brought to Rabbi Gamliel two uh, large dates worth, uh, no, two dates worth, udli shamayim, right, that was the whole Shailah in Mesech is two dates equal to one large date. So they brought for him um, two dates and a pitcher of water. And they said, 
they said bring him up to the sukkah. So what's interesting is that they brought to Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai just a taste. And they brought to Rabbi Gamliel two kosvis, two, two dates. And what did they? What were the instructions? Bring them to the sukkah. Implying that these things had to be eaten in the sukkah. And when they gave to Rabbi Tzadik, food that was less than an egg's worth, so he just kind of uh, wrapped it in, in like a napkin, you know, just uh, for sanitary reasons, that it's clean. And he ate it outside of the sukkah, and he also didn't make a brachachrona. So what do we see in the Maiseh? So Reb Tzadik, taka, you know, up, it was less than a, uh, an egg's worth, and he ate it outside of the sukkah. Okay. Frek the Gemara, Maiseh Listor. Is, is the Mishnah bringing an anecdote to contradict what it just said, right? Which wouldn't make sense, right? Meaning, in the last Mishnah we said, that you're allowed to eat in a temporary manner outside of the sukkah, no problem. And then, immediately afterwards, we bring a Mishnah that says that Rabbi Yochanan Taka tasted Epis, and he said, I better eat it in the sukkah. I thought we just said that you don't have to eat in the sukkah if you're just tasting Epis. So I don't understand. First we said that you're allowed to eat in a temporary manner outside of the sukkah. And then immediately we bring a, a, a story in which Rabbi Yochanan did the exact opposite. He was eating something in a temporary manner. He was just tasting something. Nidavka ate it in the sukkah. Why would we bring a story that directly contradicts what we just claimed? So my solicitor, what we're bringing a story to contradict what we just said. And for the Gemara, that the Mishnah is missing a few words. This is, you have to fill in the following words. However, if a fellow wants to be stringent upon himself, no problem. Right? So the Mishnah had said, you're allowed to eat in a temporary manner outside of the sukkah, no problem. And then what we're saying, but if you want to be stringent upon yourself and even eat temporary items in the sukkah, that's fine. There's no problem. It's not like you're being haughty or anything like that. That, ooh, wow, who's this fellow? He only, right, even he tastes things in the sukkah. Wow, who does he think this guy is? You know, being better than everybody else. No, that's not a problem. You're, if you want to eat in the sukkah, um, even temporary things, there's no problem. Umaisinami, there's taka, even a story. One time they brought to Rabbi Yochanan Mazaka to taste something on sukkahs. They brought for Rabbi just two dates. And a little bit of water, and they said, bring it up to the sukkah. So we see, so Kilu, the Mishnah had said, you're allowed to eat in a temporary manner outside of the sukkah. If you want to eat in a temporary manner in the sukkah, that's also fine. You don't have to worry about people thinking that you're a hot shot. It's fine. And I'll bring an anecdote. There's a story where Taka one time, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Yochanan Zaka, they were just, you know, eating things in a temporary manner and, and they ate in the sukkah and, that, and that's fine. When they gave to Reb Tzadik uh, food, bread, mistame, that was less than a kibetza, he held it in a napkin, and he ate it out of, outside of the sukkah, and he um, didn't bench afterwards. As Rashi points out in the previous page, because he holds like uh, Reb Yehudo, it says, you have to be satisfied. You're satisfied with the kibetza, so if, since he less ate less than an egg's worth, he didn't have to bench afterwards. Okay, Seder. Hakibetza by sukkah. So the Gemara wants to say one second. That, well, what do we see from Reb Tzadik? That because it was less than a kibetza, 
he ate it outside of the sukkah and he didn't bench afterwards. Implying that if it was a kibetzah, if it was the size of an egg, he would talk after eating the sukkah. Let's say it's Takakasha and Yosef and Abayi who said yesterday, what did Rabbi Yosef say? Rabbi Yosef said that it's considered temporary up until two or three eggs worth. Abayi says that it's considered temporary up to the amount that a yeshiva bachar chaps on, on his way out to, to the yeshiva, which Rashi says is, a, is an egg's worth. Right? That you can, um, that you can even eat an egg's worth that's still considered temporary. Yeah, here we see Rabbi Tzadik, who's a Tana, of course, saying, that because it's less than an egg's worth, that's why he ate it outside of the sukkah, implying that if it would have been an egg's worth, he would already have to eat in the sukkah, which seems like a kasha on both Abaye, who says that an egg's worth would still be considered temporary, and Rav Yosef says even two or three eggs worth would still be considered temporary. The Gemara answers, well, not necessarily. You could say that what's going on here is that Reb Tzadok would agree that even if it was a kibetza or maybe even two or three kibetzas, you still would be able to eat out of outside of the sukkah. He was not implying that if it was a kibetza, you would have to eat in the sukkah. That's not the point. What he was, the implication is, however, potentially, that once it's a kibetza, you would have to wash Nathila Sedaim and bench afterwards, right? I mean, it says three things. That Reb Tzadok ate less than a kibetza. Okay, great. And it says that he ate outside of the sukkah. That he didn't wash until he died beforehand, and that he didn't bench afterwards. So the Gemara points out that maybe even if he did eat a kibetz, he still would have eaten outside of the sukkah. That's that's not a problem, like Abai and Rav Yosef. However, if he ate a kibetz, he would have washed until he died and benched afterwards. Like maybe maybe that's the implication, but not necessarily any kind of implication for um, whether once you eat a kibetz, you have to eat in the sukkah or not. Okay. Zok the Mishnah Rabbi Eliezer Omer says Rabbi Eliezer Arba Esrei Sudis Chayv Adam Lecho B'Sukkah Achas Bayom Vachas Balayla says Rabbi Eliezer Sukkis is seven days. Every day you have to eat two meals in the Sukkah. One during the day, one during the night. Seven times two is fourteen. You have to eat fourteen meals in the Sukkah. Again, Rabbi Eliezer Omer says Rabbi Eliezer Arba Esrei Sudis Chayv Adam Lecho B'Sukkah. A fellow needs to eat fourteen Sudis. In the sukkah over sukkahs. Achas bayom vachas balayla, one during the day and one at night. Vachachomim, say the chachomim, in the davar kitzvah. Meh, there's no amount. Eat however much or little you want in the sukkah. If you eat, mimele, you have to eat in the sukkah. But nobody's telling you you have to eat. If you want to starve, starve. See what I care. All right. The exception being the first night. The first night you have to eat in the sukkah. That, 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 that's non-negotiable. No starving the first night. Um, after that, do whatever you want. And additionally, says Rebeliezer, if a fellow missed out and did not eat on the first night of sukkah, so you can make up for it on Shmini Atzeres. The Gemara is going to answer, what do, you, what do you mean? If he makes up for Shmini Atzeres, Shmini Atzeres, you don't eat in the sukkah anymore. So how could making up for it on Shmini Atzeres fix the fact that he uh, didn't eat in the sukkah on the first night? You still need to get 14 meals in the sukkah. Making up for it on Shmini Atzeres when you're not eating in the sukkah isn't going to help. Okay, the Gemara is going to ask that. 
in the davar tashlumin, you don't fix it, right? The Chacham had said that there's no obligation, like, you know, if you want to starve all sukkahs and stay out of the sukkah, that's fine. The Maisa, I, I did that one sukkahs. I, um, I, uh, basically sukkahs is much better when you have a sukkah. My, my, my first year living in Eretz Yisrael, I think Itake didn't have a sukkah. And, uh, I basically didn't eat much. That was a long time ago, the Maisa. Um, him. So, so, say the Chacham, look, you know, if you don't want to eat in the sukkah, you don't have to eat in the sukkah. Um, but the first night, Kilo, if you eat, you have to eat in the sukkah. But if you don't, if you want to not eat, so then Seder, see what we care. And the said they didn't care when I didn't eat in the sukkah, so I guess they're not kidding. Um, where were we? So, so the, so the first night of, uh, of, of, of sukkah, however, you have to eat in the sukkah. Where was I that year? Oh, I think I was by, I was talking about Adam Friedman that night, I think. Adam Friedman from Babylon Talmud. I, I, I think maybe I was Taka in Adam Friedman's sukkah, uh, that year for first night of sukkahs. We were eating, uh, dates, I think, in the sukkah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll go upon him. So, so, where were we? So, so, according to Chacham, nonetheless, you have, you have to eat in a sukkah the first, the first night of sukkahs, right? Now, Rabbi Eliezer says, if you miss the first night, so you have to make up for it on Shemini Atzeres. Say the Chachomim in the Dover Tashlumen that you don't make up for it. And on this it says, that something that's crooked, you can't fix, and something that's lacking is unable to be counted. Right? According to Chachomim, if you missed out eating in the sukkah on the first night of sukkahs, you can't make up for it. Viter. My time with Rebbeleezer. How come Rebbeleezer says, how come Rebbeleezer says that you have to eat 14 meals in a sukkah? Teishu kentadur. Well, the puzzle says, you have to dwell in a sukkah for seven days. So, Teishvu dwell, like you live in your house. Just like when you're living in your house, you eat one meal during the day and one meal at night. So also when you're in your sukkah, which is Teishvu Kentadur, you should dwell, Tadur, you should dwell in your sukkah like you dwell in your house. So just like in your house, you eat a meal during the day and a meal at night. So in your sukkah also eat a meal during the day and eat a meal at night. That's how you get to 14 meals over the course of Sukkot. Rabbanon, Kedira. Whereas the Rabbanon say, look, it's like your house. What about your house? Madira Just like when you're living in your house, you want to eat, eat. You want to starve, starve. So also in your Sukkot, if you want to eat, eat. If you want to starve, starve. So... So, so that's, that's why they say that there's no obligation, you know, no quota as to like how many meals you have to check off in the sukkah. However many meals you want. Of course, if you are eating, you have to eat in the sukkah. But if you don't want to eat, don't eat. Iachi, if this is the case, Afilu lele yomtiv rishin nami, that according to the Chacham, if they're saying, look, if you want to eat, eat. If you want to starve, starve, see what we care. Well, then why should the first night be any different, right? The Chacham say that the only exception to this rule is the first night you have to eat in the sukkah. Why? What's different about the first night? Oh, says This is the Tesvav Tesvav that it says 
the 15th by Sukkis, and it says the 15th by Pesach. Just like the Chiv to eat Matzah on Pesach is an obligation, it's the first night of Pesach, the rest of Pesach, you know, eat Matzah if you want to. Afkan here also, when it comes to Sukkis, the first night of Sukkis, it's obligatory to eat in the Sukkah. But from then on, from the second day of Sukkot and onwards, or even from the first day of Sukkot, the first night you have to eat in the Sukkot. After that, um, it's volitional. How do I know that by, that by Pesach, in terms of eating matzis, um, the first night is obligatory and the rest of the festival is optional? That at night you have to eat matzahs, that on the first night of Pesach there is a chiyuv to eat matzahs, the rest of Pesach is going to be a, uh, uh, it's volitional. And therefore also when it comes to sukkahs, the first night of sukkahs you have to eat in the sukkah. After that uh, it's optional according to the Chachamim, and that is because of Tesvav Tesvav. It says Chamisha Asr by sukkahs, it says Chamisha Asr by Pesach, just like by Pesach. Um, there's a chiyuv on the first night, and the rest is optional in terms of eating uh, pes- uh, uh, matzah. I don't know if I said chametz. Of course, I meant matzah. Um, and and um, on sukkahs, there's a chiyuv to eat in the sukkah on the first night. The rest of the um, festival is optional, according to the Chachamim. Okay. So now um, the Mishnah had said that Rabbi Eliezer additionally said that if you miss out eating in the sukkah on the first night, so you make up for it on Shemini Atzeres. I don't understand. Rabbi Eliezer said that there's a quota for how many meals you have to eat in the sukkah. That quota is 14. Now, if Rabbi Yezer says, if you missed eating in the sukkah on the first night, you can make up for it on Shemini Atzeres. Shemini Atzeres, you don't eat in the sukkah. Shemini Atzeres, yeah, Shemini Atzeres, you don't eat in the sukkah. It's not sukkah, you don't eat in the sukkah. And as Rashi points out, it's take, right, Rashi says, v'im yashav balashem mitzvah over al baltosif. And if you eat in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres, you're over on baltosif. So eating in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres is not an option. And if you missed out on eating in the sukkah on the first night of sukkah, so then you only have 13, you only ate in the, sukkah, in the sukkah 13 times, assuming that you ate in the sukkah every other time. Eating it, you know, there's no way to make up for it on Shemini Atzeres because you don't eat in the sukkah on Shemini Atzeres. So how does, you know, making up for it on Shemini Atzeres fix the fact that you missed the first night? You have to eat in the sukkah 14 times and you didn't do that. Amr Beire, Amr Rabami, Chazobor Eliezer. Friends, you hear that? Eliezer retracted. He initially said, yeah, you have to eat 14 meals in a sukkah. He retracted and said, you don't have to eat 14 meals in a sukkah. And he agrees with the Chachamim that eat however many meals you want in the sukkah. Where he disagrees with the Chachamim is that if you miss the first night, do you have to make it up in some way? The answer is yes. The Chachamim say no. Chachamim say, right, if you miss the first night, there's no Tashlumen, right? Rabbi Leza, however, disagrees and says, no, if you miss eating in the sukkah on the first night, you can somehow make up for it by eating, doing something extra on Shemini Atzeres.
So when Rabbi Eliezer says that on Shemini Atzeres, he's going to make up for having missed the first night. So how does he make up for it? What does he do? What does he eat? Ilema berifta. If you're going to say, well, on Shemini Atzeres, you eat a suda with bread. Suda diyome kachil. But that's just, I mean, Shemini Atzeres is a, is a yomtif. You have to eat a suda anyways. So eating a, a meal with bread does not indicate that you're, mix, that you're making up for having missed the first night of Sukkot. Mimele, you would have to eat a suda with bread anyways. So, you, it means that you fit, that you make up for it with refreshments and desserts and things. So, you, you know, after eating your suda on Shemini Atzeres, so then you would bring out like extra refreshments and things like that to make up for having missed the first night. Okay, so on Shemini Atzeres, you have your regular Shemini Atzeres suda, and then if you need to make up for having missed the first night of Sukkot, so then you bring out different desserts and things like that. And says Rashi, and Mimele, if you wanted to, you know, mamish do a whole other meal and wash again, so that's that, that would also work. Tanya Miyochi, we also learned a Brisa Mishlim, Mimini Tagema Yotso, that if he made up for having missed the first night of Sukkot by bringing out extra refreshments after the Suda on Shmini Atzeres, that's also fine. He's Yotse. Shol Apetropis Shal Agripas Amelaches Rebeliezer. So uh, a big shot in the in the palace of Agripas the king, Take Mamish right outside my house is Agripas Street. Agripas Street. That's like the Shukmach Yehuda's on Agripas Street. Um, yeah, it is. And um, so so sort of this Apetropis, this big shot in the in the palace of Agripas, Aserbi Eliezer. Very interesting. Very very interesting. So I generally just eat one suda during the day. Can I just eat one suda in the sukkah and that's that? So now, I mean, initially Rabbi Lezer said you have to eat two sukkahs in the suda. In the sukkah. What? I just said two sukkahs in the suda. Initially, Rabbi Eliezer said you have to eat two sudas in the sukkah, right? Um, now we then we said that Rabbi Eliezer actually went back on that. But so I don't know this apotropus of Agripa Samelech. Maybe he was asking. Rabbi Yezer, when Rabbi Yezer still felt that you should eat two sudas in the sukkah, or maybe he was just asking him in general, like, look, you know, uh, I only eat one suda a day, and I plan on sukkahs anyways to just eat one suda in a day, to which, Rabbi Yezer says, to which Rabbi Yezer responds to him, and he says, look, every day you enjoy all sorts of maidanim, all sorts of maicholim, all sorts of very tasty, delicious things. What, and now all of a sudden you have an aversion, you have a, um, maybe aversion is a good word. There's something you kind of pushing you back. A, what's the word I'm thinking of? I don't know, pushback. A, 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 you have some kind of, uh, I don't feel like there's a word I'm thinking of. Resistance, Lemaise. So, so, and now all of a sudden you have some kind of resistance, right? Every day you eat all sorts of vinyanim. And now you have some kind of resistance to eating that in the sukkah? Right? For, 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 for your owner? And the, this, um, Apotropos of Agrippa Samelech asked Rabbi Yezer another thing. 
So this Apotropa says, look, Lemaisa, I have two wives, okay? One of my wives lives in Tveria, one of my wives lives in Tzipori. And I built two sukkahs, one in Tveria, one in Tzipori. Okay. Can I use both sukkahs? Now listen, Omerlo, lo. Says no. Because if you go from one sukkah to the other one, you 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 canceled out the 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 first sukkah. Very interesting. Rabbi Eliezer's opinion, and we're going to see this more now. Rabbi Eliezer's opinion is that you have to use the same sukkah. You have to be committed to one sukkah for the entire sukkah. And therefore, you know, if you would go to his wife, one of his wives, and be in that sukkah the first night, if he goes to the other sukkah the second night. So Mamele, he's not using, right, he, he, he's canceling out Ke'ilu last night's sukkah. And you have to use the same sukkah for all seven days. And you're kind of messing that up by, 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 by using a different sukkah. Tani, we're learning the Brisa. Rebbe Lezer, Omer says, Rebbe Lezer, in Yotzin mi sukkah le sukkah. You cannot go from one sukkah to another sukkah. You have to commit to one sukkah for Sukkahs. And if you didn't make a sukkah before sukkahs, you can't build it on cholamoid. You need a sukkah for all seven days. And Mimele, if you build it on cholamoid, it, it can't be a sukkah for seven days because you already missed at least one day of sukkahs. You have to mamish, build one sukkah before sukkahs and commit to it for all seven days according to Rabbi Yezer. Whereas the Chacham argue, um, you can use multiple sukkahs. You you know, you can eat, you, 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 whatever. You don't have to commit to one sukkah for all seven days. You can be in this sukkah on this day and that sukkah on that day. It's no problem. And if you didn't build a sukkah before sukkahs, build it on sukkahs, on cholamoid. That, that, that's also no problem. Vishabin, both Rabbi Eliezer and the Chachamim agree, Sheim naflo shechozer uvone bechulo shamoid. Even Rabbi Eliezer agrees that if you built a sukkah before sukkahs and it fell down, so you could put it back up on Chol Hamoid, that is no problem. Even though he says you cannot build a sukkah on Chol Hamoid if you hadn't built one beforehand, but if it fell down, if you did build one beforehand and it fell down, even Rabbi Eliezer would agree that you can uh, put it back up on Chol Hamoid. My time is Rabbi Eliezer. How come Rabbi Eliezer's opinion is that you have to commit to one sukkah for all seven days? On record, the Pasuk says, You have to make sukkahs for yourself for seven days. Make a sukkah that is fit for seven days. So therefore, you have to build a sukkah for seven days. So you can't build it on Cholomoid. If you build it on the first day of Cholomoid, you're building a sukkah for six days. You need to build a sukkah for seven days. And you have to commit to that one sukkah for all seven days. Right? If, you, if you're in one sukkah on one day and a different sukkah on the next day, so then you don't have one sukkah that's for all seven days. You need one sukkah all seven days. The rabbis argue that what the Pasuk is saying is the following. I say sukkah b'chag. Make a sukkah for sukkahs. It doesn't have to be set, right? The important thing isn't the seven days, it's the sukkahs part. Make a sukkah for sukkahs. It doesn't have to be a seven-day sukkah per se. So you could build it on Cholomoid if you didn't build it beforehand. You could, um, you know, go to one sukkah one day, another sukkah another day. No problem. According to the rabbis, Vishavin. But both Rabbi Eliezer and the Chacham agree, that if your sukkah falls down, you can put it back up on Cholomoid. Even Rabbi Eliezer, who says that you need a sukkah for seven days, you can put back up a sukkah on Cholomoy. That's no problem. Pshita, isn't that obvious? Maudetema, I may have thought to say, Hayachri sehi. I may have thought to say that, well, maybe if you if the sukkah falls down, you put it back up, it could be 
considered as though you're putting up a new sukkah, and that's a sukkah that's not for seven days, right? If it's the first day of Cholomoy, then you're only putting up a sukkah for six days. So maybe you've thought that this is considered like a new construction. And it wouldn't be considered like a seven-day sukkah. Where Rabbi Yezer is teaching, or what the Bryce is teaching, is that even Rabbi Yezer would agree that if you had put up initially from before sukkahs, a sukkah that would be for seven days, so then... If it falls down, you can just put it back up. It's not like you're constructing a new sukkah. It's that you're just, you know, fixing the original sukkah. That's a seven-day sukkah. Tanya, we learn in the Bryce, Rabbi Eliezer, Omer, says Rabbi Eliezer, Kishem she'ein, Chavi, listen to this. Super interesting. Kishem she'ein adam yotze yidei chovaso b'yom tivarishin shachad b'lulavo shachavero. Just like, and we're going to learn about this more in the next pack, that just like you would not be allowed to use your friend's lulav on the first day of Sukkot Dechsev, as the Apostle says, mm-hmm. that you have to take for yourself on the first day of Sukkot lulav. It has to be yours. And therefore, right, uh, on the first day, you have to take for yourself, it has to be yours. So, similarly, a fellow cannot fulfill his obligation in his friend's sukkah. You have to make for yourself a sukkah for seven days. It has to be yours. Says Rabbi Yezer, you cannot use somebody else's sukkah. It has to be your sukkah. Just like your, uh, just like a lulav on the first day of sukkah has to be yours. Also, a sukkah taisa lecha shivas yom has to be your sukkah. You can't use your friend's sukkah. Vachachamim omim said chacham afapisha amu enadim yotzei de chovasu b'yom tavrishon b'dulava shachavero. The chacham say no. Even though we agree that when it comes to the first day of sukkahs, you have to use your own lulav. You can't use your friend's lulav. It says ulkachtem lachem b'yom arishon. It has to be yours on the first day. Aval, however, yotzei. You are permitted to use your friend's sukkah. That as it says, all of the citizens of Israel, all of the residents of Israel will sit in a sukkah. That all of the Yidin are able to sit in one sukkah. Right? They can go, if you have one sukkah and they just take, you know, one after the next, all the Yidin are going and eating at this in the sukkah. No problem, even though obviously not everybody would be able to, um, you know, uh, own a portion that's Rosh Verubo, but they're borrowing it. And that's fine. That's fine. So, so, Rabbi Yezir says, look, the Pesach says, it has to be yours. That everybody could theoretically sit in the same sukkah and, you know, it would be considered like borrowing and that's fine. What do the rabbis do with the fact that it says Chagasukas Taisa Lecha? I mean, Rabbi Yezer makes a good point. When it comes to Lukachtem Lochem by Yomorishim, we say that Lochem means it has to be yours. So how come it's different when it comes to Chagasukas Taisa Lecha? Doesn't that mean that it should have to be yours? So Miboyle Limute Gizula. So the rabbis say, yeah, when it says Chagasukas Taisa Lecha, it means it can't be stolen. It has to be yours. It can't be stolen. Aval Shaula, but in terms of can it be borrowed? Siv Kol Ezra. It says, you know, all. Residents can sit, can sit in the sukkah. Yes, it can be borrowed. When it says it has to be yours, it's to the exclusion of a stolen sukkah, but not to the exclusion of a borrowed sukkah. When it comes to a borrowed sukkah, 
Um, it says Kol Ezrach Biso Yeshu B'Sukkah. You know, uh, everyone could sit in the same sukkah, and that's fine. You could borrow somebody's sukkah. Rabbi Eliezer, Hi Kol Ezrach My Ovidle. What does Rabbi Eliezer do with the fact that it says Kol Ezrach Biso Yeshu B'Sukkah? The rabbis want to say what it means is that you could use a borrowed sukkah. Rabbi Eliezer says you're not allowed to use a borrowed sukkah. So what does he do with Kol Ezrach Biso Yeshu B'Sukkah? So Mibayle the Gershin is Gayer Ben Taim. The Kohen is Gadol Ben Taim. Well, if you have a, somebody converts Mamish on Sukkot. So now Rabbi Eliezer had said that you have to build a sukkah for seven days. Now, when sukkah started, this fellow was not Jewish. So he didn't have to build a sukkah, but now he converts in the middle of sukkah. So the shaila is, does he have to build a sukkah? So if he builds a sukkah, it's not going to be for seven days. So in that case, it says, All residents of Israel have to um, build a sukkah. Which means that it's coming to include that if a fellow converts in the middle of sukkah, and Mamele is not going to be able to build a sukkah for seven days, but nonetheless, he's a resident of Israel, so, so it's saying that he would build a sukkah for the re- remaining days of sukkahs. Or, for example, a child who became an adult during sukkahs. So as well, when sukkahs started, he didn't have a chiyuv to make a sukkah. But now that he's an adult, um, right, as Shtei Cyrus becomes a, a, an adult on, reaches puberty during sukkahs. So now, he needs to construct a sukkah on sukkahs, even though it's not going to be for seven days. Rabban came in Chamu Osin. And the rabbis don't need a pasuk to teach us this, because since they say that you're allowed to construct a sukkah on cholamoid, if you didn't make a sukkah before sukkah, you can construct one on cholamoid. So memele, a fellow converts on sukkah, a fellow becomes reaches puberty on sukkah. So of course they could build a sukkah. Why 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 are they any different than anybody else who's allowed to build a sukkah on sukkah? Tanu rabbanu the rabbis taught myself Rabbi Loi shalach laakbo pnei Rabbi Eliezer rabbo belud givaldig. There was a story that Rabbi Eloi went to visit his Rabbi Rabbi Eliezer. Now Rabbi Eliezer lived in the town of Lud. Amrlo, Amrlo, Eloi, Eincha Mishov Se'aregel. And Rabbi Eliezer says to Rabbi Eloi, who came to visit him, he says, Rabbi Eloi, what are you doing over here? You should be resting on the festival. Stay home with your family. Why are you coming to visit me? Rabbi Yezer's opinion was, he would say, I praise the lazy people that they stay at home during the festival. And as Rashi points out, meaning even though the lazy people aren't staying at home because they want to stay at home for the regal, they're staying at home because they're lazy. Rabbi Yezer says, nonetheless, this is Davka, a place where the lazy people have it right, where they get it right. The Pasuk says, As it says, you should be happy you and your house and your wife and your family stay home for the festival. Don't go and visit your, uh, go travel, don't go and travel to your Rebbe for the festival. Stay home with your family. Is this really the case? But one second, Rebbe says, How do we know that there's an obligation to visit one's teacher during the festival. So it, it would sound like Rabbi Eloi did a good thing by visiting Rabbi Eliezer. That it says by the Shunamis, when she went to Elisha to save her son, so her husband asked her, why are you going today to Elisha? It's not Rosh Chodesh. It's not Shabbos. Implying that if it was Rosh Chodesh, if it was Shabbos, if it was a festival, so then I understand why you would be going to Elisha. Because, right, Chayv but the Isha Shunamis, her husband, was saying, I don't understand. 
Why are you going today? Implying that Michlal, implying the Bechodesh Veshabbos Michayi Veneshlak Bulei Ape Rabbe. That in Bechodesh and on Shabbos there is an Indian to go to your Rabbi. So, I don't understand. Rabbi Eli went to visit Rabbi Eliezer in Lud. On Yom Tev, Rabbi Eliezer says, what are you doing here? What do you mean, what are you doing over here? It's a mitzvah to, to visit your Rabbi on Yom Tev. Lo kasha, it's no problem. Depends. If your Rebbe lives close by and you can just go and visit and then go back home and you know you can feed two birds with one seed, you can be with your family and also visit your Rebbe, givaldik. However, if you're going to have to travel to your Rebbe and you're not going to be able to be with your family, so then that's not so givaldik and that's where Rebbe Eliezer says, I don't want you here, I want you to be with your family. So the rabbis taught Maisa Rabbi Eliezer. There was a story with Rabbi Eliezer, Eliezer ben Horkinus. Shoshavas begadol elyon that he sounds like it sounds like the Havamin is to assume that he he spent Shabbos of Sukkis b'sukasho shab Yochanan Rabbi Eliezer b'kesari in the Galil elyon in the Sukkah of Yochanan Rabbi Eliezer in Kesari v'amrila. The Kesarion, some say it's Taka Kesarion. Okay, so there was Rabbi Eliezer, and he was um, in the Sukkah, and it was Shabbos Sukkot. The Giacham of the Sukkah, and it was getting very hot. The sun was shining on the Sukkah. Omerlu, Omerlo, Maush Ephros Olea Sodden. And Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi Lai asked Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer, should I put a uh, sheet over the Sukkah to protect us from the sun? And Rabbi Eliezer was evasive. Omar lo, Rabbi Eliezer says, "Ein v'shevet shofet." Completely changes changes the topic. He says, "By the way, you should know that every single tribe of Israel had at least one shofet, one judge." Okay. It was starting and it was getting hotter. Now the sun reached half of the sukkah. Omar lo, and Rabbi Yochanan Babilai asked again, Rabbi Eliezer, should, should I put a sheet on the sukkah to keep us, you know, sh- help us from the shade? Omar lo, in Every single tribe in Israel had prophets. And the tribes of Yehuda and Binyamin, they had kings that were appointed by prophets. Again, completely changes the Topic to something random. He gave a chamel and then the sun reached Rabbi Eliezer's feet. Not to Yochanan Sadan of Ferris Alea, and Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan Babilai then took a sheet and finally put it up on the sukkah and uh, in order to keep them cooler. Rabbi Eliezer was not going to be answering that question. Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi kept on asking like, hey, should we put a sheet on top of the sukkah? Rabbi Eliezer just kept on changing the topic. Finally, you know, the sun reached a certain point and Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi then put a sheet on the sukkah. And then Rabbi Eliezer left the sukkah. So implying that that wasn't a good idea to put the sheet on the sukkah. Now says the Gemara, it's not because he didn't know the answer. And this is something that we've seen before. Where have we seen this? Apparently in Brachas, but I think we also saw a Taka in Yoma that 
Rabbi Eliezer would only say things that he heard from his teachers. And therefore, because he didn't hear this from his teachers, he just changed the topic. And he didn't want to answer. Okay, fine. Very interesting. But then when Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Loi put the sheet on the sukkah, I guess Rabbi Eliezer didn't feel comfortable with that, but so he left. Hechi Avid Hachi, Frekti Gemara. How in the world was Rabbi Eliezer in somebody else's sukkah? The Amr Rabbi Eliezer in Yotzim Misukkah Lesukkah. You can't go from one sukkah to another sukkah. Rabbi Eliezer said at the top of the Amr that you have to have a sukkah for seven days. You can't sit in somebody else's sukkah. You can't go from one sukkah to another sukkah in the middle of sukkahs. So how, how, how did Rabbi Eliezer go for Shabbos to Biochan and Babilai for Shabbos Sukkot? Regal Acher Havoy. So the Gemara says it was a different regal. It wasn't actually Sukkot. It was, it was one of the different Shalash Rugalim. And when it says Sukkah, they were just sitting in like a, a, an outdoor thing for like, you know, to keep, for, to keep cool because it was a nice place to sit. But it wasn't an actual Sukkah on Sukkot. Okay. But then the Gemara says, wait, but still, I don't understand. What was Rabbi Eliezer doing visiting somebody else on any of the regalim? I thought Rabbi Eliezer says that it's best to be lazy in this, in this regard and stay home with your family. So Shabbos, Havoy. So the Gemara answers, um, it was... Shabbos. It wasn't one of the Shalosh Rugalim where Rabbi Yezir says, yes, I prefer, you know, my, my preference is that people stay home. It was a Shabbos and that's why he was visiting. Okay, so it was a regular Shabbos. He was visiting, um, Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Loi in the Galil and it was hot and that's what happened. Now, but Tivshul me Didei, oh, but now, Frech Gemara, one second. Rabbi Yezir was like, kept on changing the topic and being elusive and, you know, I don't, I, you know, not answering whether or not you could put a, um, a sheet on top of the sukkah. But one second. We know Rabbi Eliezer's opinion on the matter, which is, the as we learned in a mission on Shabbos, I think it also came up in Erevin, Pekakacholon, if you have a house, can you take like something and stick it in the window, some kind of like window shutter or something, you know, stick it in the window. Or is it considered building a tent? Is it considered bonin? Rabbi Eliezer, Omer Bismach, Shekoshev, V'tolui, Pokekimbo, says Rabbi Eliezer, look, if the thing is hanging from the house, indicating that it's part of the structure and you're not like building something new on Shabbos, so then poke kimbo, you could stick it in the window. If you're not having poke kimbo, it's not connected to the um, structure, so then you're not allowed to stick it in the window. Whereas the Chacham say, no, it's fine. Either way, you could stick it in the window. It's not considered like it's, you know, bone. And therefore, and therefore, it should be clear, that when it comes to the the sheet on the sukkah, it's not connected to the sukkah, so then you should not be allowed to add it to the sukkah. So the Gemara answer is not necessarily, it's not, the parallel isn't clear. Maybe over there, the reason, you know, with this thing that you're sticking in the window, you're being mavatal it to the house, to the structure. And therefore, if it's not connected to the house already and it's not clear that it's already connected to the structure and now you're sticking it into the window and be mavatla to the structure maybe it's like you're adding on 
to the to the to, to, to the structure and it's bone on Shabbos. Maybe that's a problem. However, over here where you're not being mavatal the sheet to the sukkah, you're still gonna take it away later. So maybe it wouldn't be considered like you're adding on to the sukkah. Maybe it would be okay. So it's not super clear necessarily what Rabbi Lezer's opinion would be on the matter. And Rabbi Lezer himself uh, indicated that um, maybe it would be an issue of bone, which is why he left. All right, very nice. Chavit, that was the Chavzayin of Masechta Sukkah. Let's do a shtickle recap. What did we discuss? The first part, we discussed a continuation about uh, eating in a temporary way outside of the sukkah. We uh, said that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai and Rabbi Gamliel ate sort of temporary foods in the sukkah, to which we said it's not to say that you have to eat in a temporary way in the sukkah. What it's saying is that if you want to eat in a temporary way, you are allowed to, and it's not a problem of uh, haughtiness, as we see that Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai and Rabbi Gamliel ate in the sukkah. Uh, even sort of temporary things. We then got to a new Mishnah, which had all sorts of interesting discussions, uh, which opened up into all sorts of interesting discussions. We discussed that Rabbi Eliezer's opinion initially was that you have to eat 14 meals in the sukkah. And he learns it out from, it says, right, uh, uh, you have to leave, live in the, settle in the sukkah like you do in your house, just like in your house, you eat twice a day, also in the sukkah you eat twice a day, 14, that's a total of 14 meals. Um, now, the Chacham say, eat however much or little you want to in the sukkah. There's there's no sort of quota, and they say, however, the first night you do have to eat in the sukkah. There is an obligation to eat in the sukkah on the first night. How come? Because uh, we learn tesvav tesvav, right? So it's the fifteenth on sukkah and the fifteenth on Pesach. Just like on Pesach, there's a chiv to eat matzah on the first night. So also on sukkah there's a chiv to eat in the sukkah on the first night. Now we said that. Rabbi Eliezer then retracted from his initial opinion to say, like the Chachamim, that no, there's no quota of how many meals you have to eat in the sukkah. And, um, and, but the only difference is about if you miss the first night, do you have to make up on Shemini Atzeres? According to the Chachamim, no, you do not need to make up for it on Shemini Atzeres. As the Pasuk says in Mishlei, and Rabbi Eliezer says that you do make up for it on Shmini Atzeres. We then got into a very interesting sugya about, right, Rabbi Eliezer's opinion is that sukkah has to be for seven days. That means two things. A, you build a sukkah for seven days. You can't build a sukkah in the middle of Cholamoid because it won't be for seven days. And two, you got to commit to one sukkah. You can't eat in anybody else's sukkah. Right, you can't even. We saw by the Apotropos of Agrippas, who had two sukkahs, one in Tziporia, one in Tiveria, because he had two wives. He wouldn't be able to, you know, be in one sukkah one day and another sukkah the other day. You have to commit to one sukkah, because it says right, Chag Sukkos Taisil Chashivas Yom. Whereas the Chacham say, no, you just have to build the sukkah, but you can, um, but you can, um, uh, you know, go from one sukkah to the other. You can build on a Cholamoid, right? There's no problem. Um, but everybody agrees that if the sukkah falls down in the middle of sukkahs that you would reconstruct it, even Rabbi Eliezer agrees with that. And then we got into the question of, does the sukkah have to belong to you? Rabbi Eliezer says, yes. It says, It has to belong, belong to you. And just like when we say, um, Just like by your lulav has to belong to you, your sukkah also has to belong to you. You can't eat in your friend's sukkah. That's it. Whereas the rabbi saying, no. He says, you can, everybody could, could, could be in the same sukkah, and that is no problem. You could borrow somebody else's sukkah, no problem. When it says, it means that it can't be stolen. 
but um, it could uh, it could be somebody else's. That is no problem. And then we got to the um, discussion of visiting your Rebbe on Sukkot, which is on uh, 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 festivals in general. Rebbe Yitzchak says that it's a mitzvah to visit your teacher on uh, the festivals. Rabbi Eliezer, while he agrees that that's true, however, if it means that you're going to have to leave your family in order to visit your Rebbe, he says, don't do that. In that respect, he actually you know, says what the lazy people are getting it right in this respect. Stay home. Don't go anywhere. Chevret, that was the, um, that was Davchav Zayin. And another interesting thing about Rabbi Eliezer is it says that he never said anything that he didn't hear from his Rebbe. Super, super interesting. And we saw that played out in a story with Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Lai. Chavid, that was Dav Chavzayin and Masechta. Sukkah, I hope you enjoyed it. Enjoy your day. Peace out.